Straight Talk Live, exploring human, digital, and social transformations. Welcome to Straight Talk Live. My name is Rick Snyder, one of the co-hosts of this not-for-profit show that is dedicated to exploring the domains of human, digital, and social transformation. And it was really conceived from this whole COVID situation where AFU, I'm about to introduce in a second, and I were just not satisfied by the conversations that are happening out there in the media landscape, in the news cycles. Um, they're just not satisfying in the conversations we need to be having in our world right now, from everything from education to the unemployment crisis, to health, uh, to government policies, to the tech titans and what they're doing with their taxes, all the different things that we cover on this show. Um, and so again, I am the author of Decisive Intuition. I'm the CEO of Invisible Edge and very proud co-founder of this show. And I'm gonna kick it over to my other co-founder, Af Malhotra, Af, take it away. Thank you, Rick. Welcome everyone for yet another fantastic Straight Talk Live. Uh, I'm Af, I'm the co-creator here at uh, STL and also the co-founder of Growth Enabler. Um, today's show is very important for us all because it's about a subject that is trending uh, massively, in fact, has been for a long time and often referred to as biohacking. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about cracking the code on, uh, stress management, cracking the code on, um, oxidized stress, cracking the code on how to deal with anxiety and depression and so on and so forth. Today, we're talking about something that is close to all of our hearts, which is age prevention. So it's okay for me cause I'm young, right? Rick. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, messy, but, uh, it's, it's such an important subject and we have, um, a fa fantastic guest today who has taken the time to talk to us about his research, his dedication and passion for the subject. And of course his commercial endeavor and venture, uh, today. So keep your ears, um, open, keep your mind open and be ready for questions um, as we go through the journey. Rick, over to you. Let's crack on, as I say, and please introduce our guest. Yes, we're going to be covering biohacking, as Af just mentioned, cracking the code to age prevention. And I was doing a little research before this show, and in the 1400s, Ponce de Leon, the Spanish explorer, was searching for the fountain of youth. And it's something that we've been looking for in mankind, humankind, for such a long time. Even before that, Alexander the Great was looking for the rivers of paradise and these ways that we can find these elixirs and these potions and these best practices to really harness our vitality. And I think there's also been a war against mort our mortality or trying to find peace and reconciliation with our mortality. So we all know, I mean, here's the punchline. We're all going to die. That's the punchline. And yet, how do we have more quality of life? How do we have more vitality? How do we have more energy, no matter, no matter our biological age? Um, especially in today's world where stress management is more important than ever. When we're in a COVID context and we're not talking enough about our immune systems and how to actually boost our immune systems and, and keep them at, at such a high level that we are you know, surviving anything that could be coming our way or have a better chance to adapt. That's really what today is about, is learning and glistening from the research and the practice, practice of Romy Jardine, uh, who's chief executive officer of Biotech Life Sciences. So Romy, welcome to Straight Talk Live. Thank you very much, Rick. It's uh, an off top as well. Pleasure to be here. I hope I don't uh, baffle you guys and lose you too much with a bunch of uh, technical drivel, but uh, I'm sure it'll be interesting for everyone. That's great. Will you, will you share a little bit about your bio? And I think you wanted to do a disclaimer as well. Uh, so go yeah. for it. Yeah. So basically, uh, I'll give you some history and background. First of all, I'm not a doctor, not medically trained, and don't construe any of this as uh, medical or health advice. This is just anecdotal, personal opinions of mine, and they do not reflect uh, my business or company either. It's all personal opinions. I'd like to share with you what I really think, basically, not what the official lines are uh, on mm -hmm. many things. Subject to what we're allowed to say within the law, because it's quite pres prescriptive about what we can and cannot say anyway. Yeah. Great. And, and what is your passion around anti-age prevention and this whole thing of biohacking? Just give us a little taste of where, why is this so important to you and what's your personal connection to it? Uh, quite a few things. Well, I'll give you a bit of background. I'm 52 years old. 
uh, I have started, or I started to realize last few years ago that I've been, I've been getting, I've been feeling the effects of aging. I've been getting older and actually feeling it. So less energy, less get up and go. Everything is much harder with its mental effort, physical effort, you know, inertia, laziness creeps in just as a fact of uh, older age as well. And then also you have the other things that come with aging just with life health issues as well. So, you know, we all have different health issues. When we're younger, we have none more or less, which is good. When you're older, you start to realize, ooh, Oh dear, as you get older, things start to break, which you hadn't ever thought of when you were younger, really, because you always take good health for granted. So it was uh, how to uh, improve my own quality of life in several metrics, but also how to improve my business and professional life also. Mm. Excellent. So lots, lots, of, lots of aspects. So lots, what's... Of, lots of reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. Got it. So a lot of natural motivations that I'm sure a lot of our audience can relate to especially as we all do start aging and notice we have a bit less energy or it takes longer mm. to recover from exercise and all those types of things. So let's dive right in. What, um, let's, start, let's start with stress because I think stress is something we're all really confronted with right now, whether it's mental, emotional. We might have relatives that have, are sick or have passed away recently with COVID or something else. Um, stress around finances, all the things that are happening right now in lockdown in London and everywhere else. Um, to walk us through what are some of the latest research on stress management and some of the things that you're seeing that could really help prevent that and even boost our immune system that way. Yeah, well, uh, we can well, let's let's break it down to little bits then. So stress, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we'll touch upon the lifestyle type things just briefly to head off. Mm-hmm. We won't go in too far because everyone, they've heard all about the, you know, different lifestyles. I won't bore them with them. So basically the things that are important lifestyle are sleep is number one above and beyond everything else and that's all to do with actually not just the mental stress the emotional stress and trauma just the physical and mental healing and repair process and regeneration that take care of every night so you really need to have your sleep and i can say this as someone who's very guilty of the worst sleeping habits in the world and uh, burning the candle at both ends and from the middle outwards as well so sleep is number one exercised i hate to say it everyone but it really helps exercise you know helps increase your dopamine uh, remove you know reduce a lot of stress it even increases what we call neoplasticity so in the brain neoplasticity is basically the ability of your brain to adapt to different circumstances and changing uh, things in environments and just problems basically so it helps with neoplasticity gets the blood circulation going which then also has a knock-on effect because the oxygenation that you bring to everyone and the nutrients with the extra blood circulation and taking all the toxins away mean that your body and your brain both can handle things a lot better, including all forms of stress, physical, mental, emotional as well. So you, we, need, we need the sleep, we need the exercise, we need the water, we need all the boring stuff that we get told about all the time, the healthy diets. But uh, above and beyond the norm, you know, the meditation switching off, you know, TV, movies, you know, headspace, whatever. But above and beyond that, there are different things you can do pharmacologically as well. So there are lots of things in nature that you can actually take to help you deal with stress and actually uh, have a better outlook on life and a better mood, you could say more more positive Romy you talk a lot about uh, oxidized stress um, what, what does that mean um, in simple terms and unpack that for us what, what is oxidized stress yeah so all right oxidized stress is one of the cornerstones of why we age and why things break in the body basically so we used to always think that aging is you know a natural process it happens it's nothing to do with disease or things breaking we're just programmed to age you know we get older things work less well and we die which is very true and is nature's way of keeping that you know evolution going that the old should die off let the young prosper and have their scarce resources oxidized uh, oxidative stress is okay. one of the main mechanisms that this happens so basically in our bodies a million times a second you've got many chemical reactions going on these chemical reactions just like a car engine you put in a gas or petrol uh, you have to also top it up with oil, water, whatever. You know, the thing actually breathes air itself for the oxygen. But out of the back of the car, you get lots of pollutants. So you get uh, carbon monoxide and all the other things. So the job of the catalytic converter 
for example, is to remove lots of these nasties. It's exactly the same in the body. So in the body, as part of eating food, as making energy, as part of our organs working, you know, our immune system especially, we, you know, we just naturally create lots of pollution. And these things are called free radicals. So they're basically, I'll explain a bit more detail slowly. So these free radicals, they're basically pollutants, you could almost say. They're there, you know, sometimes as byproducts, sometimes the body makes on purpose. But what they do, these free radicals, they basically have an electron missing. So when they bump into another molecule or atom or just a cell next to them, next to them, they will physically rip the electron off. It's like almost as if, you know, one cell here has a nice shiny coat and a nice shiny cell wall protecting it. And a free radical comes along and says, oh, you know what? I'm missing this piece. Let me just grab that and take it. And it does it. And this is the actual bit that they call the oxidative stress because it creates damage, oxidative damage by ripping off this uh, part of the cell's shell that shell, that cell now becomes unstable and that will now go and do the, the same again to the cell next to it or another one it bumps into. So it's like a whole domino chain reaction. They're like kamikazes, uh, they're like kamikazes. Very much, but malicious, well, kamikazes were malicious as well, not to say anything political, but yeah, they're quite, they're quite malicious, but indiscriminate to some extent in that they will bump into other cells and damage them. And then those cells, once they're damaged, it's a cascade reaction, they will go ahead and damage other cells in a bid to uh, fix themselves. So what we've found to do with aging and also uh, trying to maintain, you know, optimum health, you know, it's very tricky because I'd like to say disease prevention, but these are things that you're very uh, controlled about what you can and cannot say if it's a publicly available health product. So yes, they, this is part of how we think aging works. It's the oxidative stress theory of aging, where basically things break in your body. They always break anyway, but it's just a question they're breaking a lot faster than your body can repair them. So when you're young, your repairability is very good, very effective. As you get older, it's less and less, and the damage starts to accumulate, become more and more. So what you're seeing, so COVID is a perfect example COVID is actually a disease of, it's, it's the, the main way it affects us first is through oxidative stress. And then secondarily, it creates lots of the other things that go wrong. But that's actually a function of the oxidative stress. So it's very important that we, uh, this is one thing that's easy for all of us to do to keep that at bay and you will feel some differences in your health when you when you tackle that but it will it'll slow down the aging process massively mm -hmm. because you're you're basically <laughs> trying to slow down the causes of the aging and the actual damage and then when you get more advanced you can look into how to actually repair some of the damage also with, with some of the leading research that you're uh, at your fingertips that you've been studying um, what is the extension of life or some of the results that you're seeing by people who are doing these best practices? So in humans, it's too early to see yet. Okay. In, the, in the lab and in animals, so I will give you a quick bit of context here. When I started a few years ago on this, on this road, I, I kept reading lots of stuff. Well, I, I read lots of scientific studies all the time, but uh, I kept seeing that they were doing experiments on mice. And I thought, why are they using poor mice? What's the relevance to humans? Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, well, the first thing, they're small, they're easy to breed, so they're practical for a lab. They have very quick generational life cycles. You can breed three, four generations, you know, in a couple of months or, you know, within a year, you can have many. So it's, it's good for testing. So I, thought, I understood that. But what's the relevance to humans? And then uh, one of our team on the staff is actually a doctor, a veterinarian surgeon. And I remember her actually explaining to me at lunch, hello, Nicole. <laughs> I remember explaining to you lunch one day that in the training that they basically were taught that humans and, and mammals, as far as I've seen myself, their physiology and biochemistry is 95 to 99% the same. Mm -hmm. Even a lot of our genetics and epigenetic stress factors work you know, in very similar ways. There aren't that many differences. So obviously dogs, you can't feed them chocolate and cats, you can't have garlic and things like that. But otherwise, very similar. So the mice... They they all used always because they have very similar physiology to those. So to answer your question, Rick, in mice, we have seen using some of the anti-aging breakthroughs, you know, extensions in life by 50, 60%, mm. you know, increases in strength, endurance by similar amounts. And I can attest 
on behalf of myself and many of our clients also that taking some of these things ourselves, you do feel younger, fitter, stronger, more physical, mental energy. You do feel a lot better. But all we're doing, these are not drugs. We're just rectifying the things that the body doesn't do as well as it did when we were younger. That's all. So there's, there's many things. So yeah, we're expecting in humans now, at this time, we're expecting if you, I would say, if you were to start now in your, say, 20s sometime, and you lived, you know, according to our modern theories of aging and so forth, and all the prevention that you can do and uh, functional medicine and so on, you know, 120 should be very easy, but I would like to think that you can get to, you know, 80 or so at pretty decent health, 80 to 100, yes, you would slow down and be older and 100 to 120 the same. But yeah, I think 120 is very achievable now. I mean, there are some people who think 150 up to 200 and these, these will definitely come, but in time, we, we are getting there. But so if you were to start, Rick, say for myself, I'm 50. So uh, I started uh, nearly two years ago on this, uh, mm -hmm. on some of these anti-aging uh, ingredients. And so it would probably add, I don't know, if I did everything else well, which I don't at all. I'm still human and I overwork myself and I'm sitting and we have a lockdown. Mm -hmm. So probably another 10, 20 years. But the key is, so in uh, longevity, as the industry is often known, the key is not to add more years. It's quality of life for those mm -hmm. years. This is what's key. Yeah. So the quality of life I can attest mm -hmm. to, apart from the pandemic we're in and in the virtual Alcatraz 24-7 almost. Thank you to uh, beloved friends in Corona. But uh, yeah, apart from that, your quality of life does improve when you start looking at all different aspects of your health. But that, that's stating the obvious anyway. <clears throat> Tell us it's, getting, about... it's getting more years and better years. Yes. Better years yeah. are the most important. Yeah. Romy, tell us a little bit. Thank you for that. Tell us a little bit about um, uh, what is biohacking? Uh, what, what does it really mean? Uh, bio, yeah, biohacking was my uh, favorite term. So basically, biohacking, very, if you, we, we, I think of the human body as uh, the world's most complex machine, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as you apply hacking to computers, where you understand the computer so well and the code and the software and the hardware that you work out how to get it to do things that it's not doing at the moment or how to fix things that are broken or how to break them. It's the same with biohacking. Is when you understand the biochemistry, the physiology, the genetics, the epigenetics that well, that you can then look at, uh, okay, if something's broken, how can we fix it? How can we stop something from breaking? And then when you go to the, you know, quite an advanced stage, it's how to make yourself uh, like 110%, you could almost say, which is already being done in so many, yeah, so many places. So biohacking is about, you know, understanding the codes of what makes your physiology work. And then, you know, reprogramming to extent using epigenetics. We do a lot of that but also just simple day-to-day -day things. Okay, if I know that, uh, let me think, that these three things might give me Alzheimer's, that using biohacking, I'll say, right, I should take the, then, then take these things that will reduce my risk or it'll stop the underlying causes. So that part of that is biohacking. You know, if I want to increase my uh, energy generation, but you've got biohacking around uh, increasing your mitochondrial efficiency, so mitochondria like the power plants in every single cell. So you have biohacking basically about uh, when you understand the body well enough, how to get it to do things that you want it to do, essentially, not, mm -hmm. the, not the other way around, not to let it continue on its natural course by itself. And, and who's, thank you for that, who, who's pioneering biohacking these days? I mean, been uh, there's a whole community. And, and, you know, just drop a few names because I think the audience, some of the audience members before they came on sent messages saying, oh, I've been studying xyz person oh i am looking into biohacking what's going on in this space i mean for the for the for the for those who don't know what this is but are interested tell us what's this trend and and is it just yeah, for the rich yeah because we hear well well actually this is a very good question i'll answer it in a few different parts yeah. then let's start with the rich part first that's the easy one so what what actually happened a bit of background so uh I remember about uh, 52 when I was 34, five-ish, I realized my health was getting quite bad at the time, that I had just basically no energy, I was putting on a lot of weights, uh, very lethargic, 
and uh, just lots of other things that went along with that. And I was, it started to become a bit disconcerting. And I could see one or two friends. And I had one friend who was in his, uh, he was about 69, 70. He was fit as a fiddle. You know, when he shook your hand, he almost broke it every single time. The guy's almost 70. Uh, he had retired. He was a very successful entrepreneur. And uh, after, you, you know, he was ripped, you know, full of muscles, 70 years old. And after six months of badgering, he finally cried. I kept saying, what's his name was Dennis. Dennis, what's your secret? What's your secret? He wouldn't tell me. After six months, he finally cracked. He said, I see an anti-aging specialist in Harley Street. So Harley Street, for those that won't know, Harley Street in the UK is like the equivalent of Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. Rodeo Drive for boutiques, shops and salons and spas. Harley Street is for so a lot of the world's most elite doctors and practitioners that there are. So the best of the best specialists in the UK, if they're London-based, they will normally have a private clinic in Harley Street. So it's, it's very famous. So uh, anyway, so after realising this, I thought, oh, and he said, look, she won't see you. She's very private. She'll only see very few people by recommendation. I happened to, at the time, live just around the corner, which was very handy. So I popped around and saw her, made an appointment until the next day. And then, uh, so I realized then, so this was 17 years ago, that the medical care that the rich get is completely different. And the, the cutting edge uh, therapies that, that the practitioners could provide were unbelievable. So a lot of things that we practice now, you know, I've seen these people like uh, ignoring the normal hormone therapy like testosterone or, or HGH or DHEA uh, and so on, that they would practice things that we're looking at now, you know, 15 or so years ago. So the rich have had access to the best of the best for a long, long time. Whether they took it up or not is another thing. But you hear all the stories like the Swiss clinics, you know, Latin American clinics, where they're out of the normal jurisdiction, they can get away doing what they want. You see that. So anyway, the rich have a completely different standard of care to, uh, to normal humans, basically. And I thought, right, how can we make that more accessible to, uh, to normal people, which is uh, very, very important. So anyway, in terms of the biohacking community, I'll give you a few uh, very famous names. Dr. David Sinclair is one of the big thought leaders in this, and he's uh, mainly researching around what's called NAD plus and NMN, which we'll go into a bit later. You have uh, Aud Aubrey de Grey, obviously, uh, Ben Greenfield, uh, Peter Atia, Peter Diamantis, uh, Dave Asprey as well. Uh, Tim Gray, there's a, there's one other one, just escape me for a second, but there, there are quite a few. And then do you have lots of these uh, private practitioners, private biohackers, basically. So what, what a biohacker does, they basically read as much research as possible, try and understand their own personal body as much as possible, and basically experiment. When they discover something they think might help with a certain whatever they will they will try and do it read up the dosages so that's at the at the most uh, basic and then you have the full-on professional labs like uh, david sinclair right i mentioned for example where they'll do uh, full laboratory controlled experiments you know small and medium scale but so yeah very interesting mm -hmm. subject it's really about having to get the absolute best out of our bodies mm -hmm. and brains also so romi um what are some of the most exciting hacks that you're seeing when it comes to actually not just stress management, but now like top performance where we can really perform at our best. Um, and I somehow think of this movie Limitless that came out maybe 10 years ago with Bradley Cooper, <laughs> where like it was so appealing to me when you take the pill, you have access to your full brain and your subconscious and your everything wish, that you've ever heard yes. and retained in real time. So, and you become a genius all overnight. Yeah, so yeah. I'm curious, maybe we're not there yet, but I want to ask you, what are some of the most exciting revelations not, not that you're seeing? Yet, but we are, we are slowly getting on the way, slowly on the path. So uh, one of the, well, the biggest ones around something called NAD plus NAD basically, and NMN, you can see it in the notes after the show, we'll, we'll type up some notes for you. So basically, yeah, these are easily the largest things in anti-aging, peak performance, uh, biohacking, increased energy. Uh, I, will, I will explain a bit of a background first mm -hmm. so you can see the context. So basically, uh, every cell in our body, they, they use what's called NAD, NAD, for generating energy. Our mitochondria, which I mentioned earlier, these are basically like the power plants or batteries in every single cell, and we have several to many per cell. They also use NAD as a cofactor for generating ATP, which is known as, as energy to us. So 
I would not, we don't get much actually from the diet or NMN, it's not a precursor. So if uh, we rely on our bodies to make it. So when you're a little kid, little bubbles like to go, you see they go shooting around like this, full of energy because then that NAD production is off the charts. Mm. But as by the time you get to 80, your NAD levels can go, hopefully you don't want them to, but can be as low as 1% as what they were when you're younger. And as this is a substance that your body uses to make energy, one of the main cofactors in what's called the electron transport chain, mm. it's highly, it's the, it's the most critical one, I see. It's, the, it's the, the one that's best addressed. So we've seen that people supplement with NAD and then this precursor NMN, that, uh, yeah, if, they, if you wanted to become superhuman, this would be the absolute cornerstone of your regime. So there is a, a lot of work and research going into basically how to you know become a metahuman, as it were. So metahuman is is not quite Superman, maybe not quite Bradley Cooper mentally, but it's 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 as far as we're looking to get for the time being, basically. So yeah, Nad and NMN are definitely cornerstones of that, and there's a lot of research out there which is uh, something very, very new. I can give you a bit of history. Uh, Nad was actually discovered by two British scientists in the 1890s to 1904 or five. One of them actually got a Nobel Prize later, about 30 years or so later, for his work in biochemistry and the human body and whatever. And the other one went on to fame and glory also. So it's been around a long time. Uh, in terms of the rich having better health care, so they've been having NAD infusions for, you know, good 10, 10, 20 years, and even some of their addiction clinics, they used to use these things infusions. So, you know, originally, uh, per kilo, NAD would have been well over 100,000 a kilo. You don't need much, but well over. So by the time it gets to retail, through the doctors to the patients, you know, you're, you'd be probably adding another zero back then. So, yeah, it's ex expensive stuff. So for an infusion or IV infusion, which they were to give the clinics, you would probably be talking, you know, uh, I think I was looking at it was about 8 or 10K a pop for the full infusion. This is 10 to 12 hours. So, yeah, very different standard of what's available to a human person. But now, for example, they reduced the price, the cost price is down to less than 5,000 a kilo. The, the you know, whole industry is a lot more efficient. So you can buy a tub of it for under $100 or £100. So it's very, very, yeah, things are, things are progressing at quite a pace. But if you wanted to uh, become close to Bradley Cooper or a metahuman or be a super soldier, then you have to take into it, yeah, you have to basically exploit lots of the new tools that biohacking give you and longevity. So longevity, biohacking, you know, making your body work more efficiently, metahuman or whatever, they're all actually the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just different spanners and, and tweaks and screwdrivers and different chemicals and the like that you'll actually mm -hmm. use to form that. So tell us about NAD NMN. How is this? What is it? Is it um, synthetic? Yeah. So, is it made in so, a lab? Is it, is it made? Well, is, I'm sorry, one more question. What is it? How is it made? Where is it made? Yeah. So, right. This is a few easy questions, some controversial ones. So, uh, like. NMN, yeah, I can see you're smiling a lot now. <laughs> so, uh, the guys that are, are stitching me up, as we would say, colloquially, I'm in trouble now. I don't even need to, normally I'm very good at digging myself a hole with a shovel. No need for the shovel today, I will dig with my hands. So, basically, uh, there are a few ways in the body, first of all, it's taught organically that NAD is made. So, there's what's called the salvage cycle, another one is the no de novo cycle or de novo pathway so in theory when you're younger and your body works very well from certain forms of b3 not all nicotinamide also known as niacinamide your body eventually a long cascade reaction will get to nmn and then nmn is the last step before it gets to nad so that's when you're younger and things work well and your body will make it from that and also make it from uh, some people might have heard of 5-htp or try to find mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you probably most of you heard of serotonin what yep. we also know is like the happy hormone mm -hmm. so 5-HTP is one of the essential amino acids that make serotonin the happy hormone but also a small part can be used to make NAD as well so as I said when you're younger it's all great 
Your body's manufacturing things with these raw materials quite happily. When you're older, it doesn't do so. So it's a bit of a challenge. So what we need to do, you realize that, you know, we need to try and make our body make more. And while we get it, trying to get it to make more, let's actually just feed it NADs and NMN. That makes the most sense because it's quite bioavailable with certain caveats. You have to be precise how you take it. So, uh, yeah, how is it made? Now, if it's not made in the body, but in the lab, this is very interesting. So uh, you've probably seen or heard biotechnology and the terms biosynthesis in the last five or so years being banded about. So biotechnology and biosynthesis is basically when you're using, uh, trying to describe it, using natural things that exist in biology, more or less, to manufacture things. So it's different to chemical synthesis. So chemical synthesis, you've been in your lab, you've been mixing all your test tubes up and boiling and distillate, distillate, <clears throat> distillating and spray drying and what have you. But it's a chemical product made from chemicals mostly. Biosynthesis is different. So if you look at how the human body works, and the idea is to mimic the human body as much as possible, or you mimic nature, uh, a lot of, uh, you've probably heard lots of things about the microbiome, microbiome mm -hmm. in the last few years and how important all the good, friendly, happy bacteria are and even some of the other ones. So in our intestine, in our guts, a lot of the food that we uh, digest is actually bacteria that do the digestion for us. Mm -hmm. And lots of bacteria actually make the different vitamins, lots and lots, and also mm -hmm. some of the other substances that we need. All biotech or biosynthesis is doing is scaling that up on a larger size. So it looks at, okay, we know in the human body that bacteria number one and two and three can make this. Mm -hmm. Let's try and grow them on a much larger scale. And they call them reactors, not nuclear reactors, but they're gigantic uh, like stainless steel. That's hugely expensive. But let's try and you know, use these same bacteria to make the things we want to make in the human body. Because either it's impossible with a chemical synthesis or we don't like the results. So with NAD and NMN, they worked out how to use yeast and other bacteria and organisms to actually make them for us. So in a way, they're not organic in terms of uh, no fertilizers, pesticides, that kind of organic, because there are no fertilizers, pesticides in them anyway, but they are organically made by organisms, not by uh, just chemical reactions. So it's good in terms of those, those a lot of other, a lot of the very expensive exotic products that we couldn't synthesize before, and they're made by uh, biotech synthesis. Lots and lots and lots. It's the way that we're using to actually make things that we couldn't make before now. So mm -hmm. that answers two of the questions. When we started out and we were trying to locate and source NADs and NMN, we contracted well over 100 labs, you know, all the way from UK, EU, uh, US. Uh, I think it was one or two in Latin America. There are a couple in Eastern Europe as well. Uh, Romania, Russia as well, and then uh, obviously Asia, China, China and Japan. Uh, we found one in Japan that we can use in a lot of the uh, clinical research studies. And uh, the country manager for Europe, I speak to a fair bit, very nice guy. He said, look, we can't actually supply you the quantity, quantity that you like or the quality either. So I hate to say it, but a lot of them are actually made in China. Not in a bad way, but in the West, we don't have as much manufacturing capacity as we would like to, basically, with some of these exotic ingredients. So in the uh, early days of the pandemic, you probably saw big panics in CNN and MSNBC and whatever else, that they suddenly realized, oh, all our pharmaceuticals come from China and the ones that don't come from India. And they were talking about, oh, if we you know, have this lockdown and Chinese have to stop production or whatever, then we will run out of all our drugs in three to six months, which is very true. We do rely on China and India and Asia to produce all our drugs or, you know, 95% of them. And it's the same for uh, most materials in, in pharmaceuticals and uh, functional medicine as well. We do rely on them a lot. But yeah, they have a lot of production capacity. It's very important to know who to buy, who, you know, not to buy from and understand also how to quantify something's good or not. Mm. Gotcha. Thank you. That's very so all, all over the world, all over the world, but China, a lot of stuff comes from. Mm. <clears throat> we have a question that came in that we'll throw at you as part of the process um, from one of the one of the guests. Um, 
Romy, what would be your top tips to us listeners who are keen to drink from the fountain of youth? Um, <laughs> what medicines uh, do you, are you referring to and what, what, where should we find out about the right products to take? Yeah, well, it's for as long as Rick, you don't mind if you fight for old Ponce de Leon for his magic cup for the fans of youth. And uh, assuming Johnny Depp hasn't beaten us to it and got there first, <laughs> so yeah, there are, there are quite a few things. So actually, as I said, you know, without sounding too boring, Nads and Enemen are the first ones, and they're readily available online. You can see them from you know in most countries, well, a lot of countries now, and on the Amazon, other websites, and, and so forth. And just just for our listener, really quick, what does a dose of this cost? A therapeutic dose that would actually start to make a difference? Any sense just to get a ballpark for our audience? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're normally looking at uh, like an entry level dose around a dollar a day, roughly, roughly speaking. Uh, if you wanted to go all out, so <laughs> I'm listening. Indeed. You had me. At, you you had me at a dollar a day. <laughs> One million dollar. <laughs> so yeah. So then, if you if you then want to join what you could almost term the elite, so David Sinclair, one of the you know most famous mm-hmm. scientists in this era of longevity, so he advocates taking a gram a day. And we have uh, quite a few clients who will actually will take more than that, depending on their size and their activity, activity level and what they feel, you know, from anecdotal testing. So if you take a full-on dose of just that, then it could mm-hmm. go up to, you know, five bucks a day. But mm-hmm. for five bucks a day, you know, you've got quite a, quite a, good, uh, quite a good dose there. There's some other things that I can talk about as well, which are very reasonable. And is this mostly IV infusion? You said, or can no, can we snort so, this? Can yes. we inject this? How do we how do we get this in our system? Well, well, you know what? You can try snorting a few of them, but I wouldn't like to be there when you do, and I wouldn't okay. recommend it. So, at what all. would you what would you recommend, Romy? But I would say that actually, NADS is very good to take. You know, intranasally, okay. in different ways. One is to actually get in the lungs is very good. We were actually talking to a few researchers in COVID and hospitals about maybe doing a trial and da-da-da-da. And then the other one is actually get it in your nose, but not so you breathe it in. There's what's called the olfactory nerve in your nose, and it's a huge big clump of blood vessels, basically, and it goes straight into the brain. Mm. When you saturate that, it actually goes to the brain. And you can it's very mild that you can feel the effect. I've tried it a few times, but it's a pain to make up. I just do it for myself. But uh, yeah, you can get into brain quite well. Uh, so, sorry, what was the question? Snorting, sniffing, Just, something else? What's the, what's the best way to ingest oh, or take it's in? Very yeah. easy. Yeah. So yeah. okay, so the infusion. So in the old days, there used to be infusion, and it used to be uh, ten to twelve hours. All the, the really professional IV clinics, they would say, if it's eight hours, you're getting the short side. Now we've seen quite a few IV clinics, DIY ones, pop up everywhere where they'll charge you about uh, 550, 600 pounds for an hour and a half, and they'll normally inject about one gram of NADS. So one gram of NADS would cost you, uh, in terms of a daily dose, that's of five, uh, roughly, but except they will, they will charge you about five to 600 for the privilege, and that's a quick infusion, one and a half to two hours. It, it's great while it lasts, but it wears off very quickly, so in a few weeks you need to go back again, and it's not really more effective. If you take it daily, it's way more effective. You take mm-hmm. it yourself, basically. So the way of taking yourself, this important part, is that so there are two things you want to take. NAD is one. NMN is another. Uh, NAD, the molecule, is absolutely huge. It's vast. So when you swallow it, it doesn't do you much good. It doesn't do any bad. But you're not getting... You still get some benefit. It'll decompose it to fit in V3. You won't get as much. So basically, you have it sublingually. And sublingually is basically... You take a scoop. <laughs> you take is that you take a jar. We can we can actually show you guys. For those not. of you on audio, Romy is injecting himself subliminally in the mouth, not actually an <laughs> injection. I shouldn't say yeah. he's placing it under his tongue. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Play by play. So basically, it's what it's one scoop from the jar uh-huh. goes go. in your mouth, and with a bit of practice, you can actually talk, have telephone calls. What it'll dissolve in your and your tongue in about five seconds or so. And all you do, you swirl it around your mouth. And the idea is that you want to hold it in your mouth as long as possible. And some of them, they're very pleasant. If you buy the plain unflavored ones, it can be a little bit on the challenging side. 
you buy the flavored ones you know there's some we do some very pure flavored ones then they can be quite palatable so anyway you absorb it and the reason is for under the tongue the sublingual mucosa we've got this uh, membrane here mm. called the sublingual mucosa mm. this goes straight into your bloodstream so you bypass the liver you bypass the di- digestion you don't have the oh, it's quite tasty actually you don't have the problem with it being too big and broken down by the liver and it won't into the cells, goes straight into your bloodstream. Mm. And also it's bioavailable <clears throat> for the brain, which is great. Enamin is exactly, that was actually enamin, but you know, exactly the same thing. And your tongue, you just put it under your tongue because it's easy to dissolve. Because I got into habit when I was trying out the flavoring and the testing of different formulas, of putting it on my tongue but I'd end up eating it like a sweet, which is not good. But under your tongue, you have the most absorption. And you just swirl it around your mouth. You know, try and keep it for as long as possible. That's it, basically, guys. You put it in your mouth. You taste the flavor. Enjoy it if it's not one of the two, you know, not one with too many vitamins in it. Vitamins all taste horrible, by the way. So, uh, and that's all there is to it. Very simple. So for most people, you know, they normally have one by the bed first in the morning, one on the desk. You know, at home these days, not in the office, obviously, so much. And just a couple of scoops during the day, and that's it. You're good to go. And that actually will will take care of a lot of the things, uh, longevity and anti-aging-wise, at a very at a very simple core level, basically. So that we, was simple. Romy, we thank you for the live demo. That was... Uh, <laughs> never had that before. Just happened to have about... Uh, yeah, a, a, a small selection of wow. my desk. Did you take, of did you take these every day? Do you sort of... Uh, well, actually, it's a very good question. <clears throat> I, I like to alternate, like any good biohacker, I like to alternate and cycle quite a lot. So mm. what happens is the NAD and NMN, I have basically realized from trial and error over two plus years, <clears throat> that when I take it every day, I just feel much better and I feel good and I feel mm. younger. I feel, this, is, this is personal, anecdotal, guys. It's not medical or anything mm. like that. It's just how I personally feel. So, yeah, I feel a lot more energy. Get up and go. I can cope with a lot of things. So after I was asking about stress, my resilience has gone up, you know, hugely. And I, I do other things as well. I have tried many times, normally once a month-ish, I will cycle off just to see what happens. And I can basically see, I start to say, it's slow. It takes a few days. I can start to slow down, feel lethargic. It's gradual and it's subtle. But after a few days, if I don't take them for a week, I can say, oh, yeah, I'm just, what's, you know, first you start thinking what's a bit wrong. I'm not quite, not quite as sharp and everything's a bit hard at work and you're tired. When I take those, I, you know, I, I will tell you about my personal lifestyle in a bit, but I, I very rarely feel tired, which is great. I may not feel like running a marathon, but that's due to being bent in half behind the desk, you know, for three quarters of the day, which is not good. But uh, energy you feel a lot of energy, which is good. Mental and physical, physical especially, mental energy also. Mm. But uh, yeah, I like to cycle and try. So what we normally do when we're uh, developing new formulas, you know, all of the uh, core team and then the extended team, some of our, you know, uh, very old clients do that, like testers for us. Then we, uh, we do all the research first, you know, a huge amount of research goes into a different product. Then we try lots of different formulations, different versions. They have to go through the regulatory processes, which are, you know, a lot basically. And then we experiment, we try it. So we cycle on and off things and see what works, what doesn't work, which combinations, what synergistic. So it's a, it's a, uh, complex but very interesting challenging process mm. many as i said that for me the human body is the world's most complex machine so there are many mm. moving parts and every day we're learning more and more as we study more research more talk mm. to other scientists doctors yeah we learn more what, one question that comes up for me romi is you know the placebo effect has been very well researched and documented throughout history for a long time now and a lot of times if we think something is going to help us it actually starts to help us and there's this thing that our mind does to improve our mood or our mind state or something because we think it's actually going to be helpful. Have they done a lot of control group studies with this, with placebo effects, plus the actual yeah. compositions that you work with to really see the differences there? Yeah. So, so basically, the placebo, I'm glad you, thank you for mentioning that, uh, Nick, Rick. So basically, uh, placebo effects and uh, what's the word I had for it? It will come to you anyway. So, Yeah. 
the, the brain, it's very important that the brain and the mind, we have both, that we get them on our side. So, yes, in mm-hmm. the clinical studies, the randomized control trials, lots of things are done with a placebo control arm, basically. Uh, on NADS and MN, I think that because the, the mass production, not quite mass production, but because this semi-affordable production technology is so new, there aren't as many large-scale human clinical trials as they, as they would like to have yet because we've only started getting the prices down to a manageable-ish level, basically. So not that many placebos for NADS and NMN, but we can see where they haven't been used and where they have been used at differences mm. in, the, in people. So, you know, from a clinical or pharmaceutical point of view, we're only talking about from a food supplement point of view, they do the placebo arms, and there's been lots of experiments, you know, around uh, disease, basically, which we're not allowed to talk about. Unfortunately, I don't agree with the system, didn't write the rules, but uh, yeah, smart enough to know when not to break them. Mm-hmm. But they, are, they always do a placebo control arm, mm-hmm. and for all the substances that we, we use, all the ingredients, that, there are lots of studies with placebo controlled arms. So it's, mm-hmm. very, it's very, very key. But yeah, Rick, you know what? Mm-hmm. The placebo effect, we should actually use that to our advantage. We want to get the psyche on our side mm-hmm. because it does make a difference. We, we have seen, there's like they've shown with the microbiome, that how key the microbiome is to our health, including mental health and our stress resilience mm-hmm. is very key. So it's very key we get the psyche on our side to actually, you know, we feel mentally better, feel physically better, but you'll be amazed at the, at the uh, biochemical changes that happen when you have the placebo effect, basically. So we should use that as a tool, not discount it as something negative. Mm. So anyway, yeah, fire, fire away. Helpful. Yeah. We have some que- we have some questions that are coming. Of course, there's this such a it's a vast area, <clears throat> right? When you're looking at biohacking, you're looking at um, some form of age prevention or age control or quality of life. I mean, I, I resonate with the quality of life term, and many of us uh, during the COVID period, of course, we're in our bunkers, and now we're permanently in our bunkers, at least for the foreseeable future. At least some of us in some of the countries out there in London, for sure. You know, we're not going to go anywhere before the end of March or longer. So this is going to be another year where we're going to have to get used to or get super comfortable with uh, working by ourselves and getting used to this channel, right? Getting more on these virtual webinars, learning from it, growing with it, building friendships with it and so on and so forth. Um, and it's whoever you may be. I mean, even the most, the most um, you know, prolific optimists this time round have started to... Um, sort of um you know a bit, a bit shaky challenged. yeah i mean mm. they're, they're, they're a bit shaky and you know and we're great we're grateful rick and i and the team at stl that we have this happening every single week so we're constantly learning from some of the best minds on the planet so this keeps this is almost our nad or nmn frankly <laughs> because you have to you have to be in the right state of mind mindset your state makes a massive difference so i think everything you're saying is bang on uh, t- a couple of questions are coming in before we ask those questions. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, so is it just these two things? Like reel off a couple of other. Oh, let me, yes, yes. Let's, let's give you a bit of a hint, <clears throat> basically. So for oxidative stress, we talk about lots. So no point talking about something unless I give you some suggestions of what you can do to help yourself. That's well. right. Yeah. So, okay. There are two very cheap things that you can buy online from anywhere. We don't <clears> bother selling the single ingredients because we put them in formulation. But they're too cheap to the single ingredient thing mm-hmm. so there's nac nac so you have nads which is the big anti-aging one then you have nac mac it stands for n-acetylcysteine but we'll put a little notes together afterwards uh that is around 20 bucks odd for about 120 capsules if you take one of those a day it's great if you take two a day it's even better so uh rick what's the maths on here if it's 20 bucks for 120 so 20 bucks would last you four months if you took it once a day. 20 <clears> bucks <throat> would last you two months if you took it twice a day. So basically, it doesn't cost you very much. It's mm-hmm. costing you, you know, 25 cents a day if you're taking it like twice a day. That's a great one for the oxidative stress. And then there's its uh, partner in crime, ALA, alpha lipoic acid. That's also brilliant. And it's the same price point, 20, 25 bucks tops for 120 capsules and they're both like 600 milligrams so very potent and it's the standard that you'll find everywhere online i would take those 
every day start off with those because you know if you can't afford them now the element stuff that's a good place to start and it's a good place to add to whatever regime that you have that will take care of a lot of the oxidative stress not all but a lot of it these basically will mop up the free radicals they'll put them back to their normal state to some extent as well uh prevent you from some oxidative stress, you know, damage caused by the free radicals as well. Then in terms of other ingredients, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about red wine being very good for you, supposedly. Mm -hmm. So I would like to test, I've been testing that theory for years, hence the the chubby cheeks. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so in red wine, the actual bit that they found that really helps us is called resveratrol. And uh, resveratrol is basically what we call a phytochemical. It's a natural chemical made by plants, hence the name. Resveratrol is one of the largest discoveries in anti-aging also. It's not quite as cheap as NAC and LA, but it's still a lot cheaper than NADS and NMN. So resveratrol, most uh, people in longevity and biohackers, that's one of the first things they add to their regime. And it's very cost-effective. Then you have uh, a more more modern, complex uh, cousin, let's call it resveratrol, called pterostilbene. This is what they call a methylated analog resveratrol. basically adds a methyl group, which we will talk about in a bit. That uh, is very good for anti-aging. So these things help your body run optimally. They help to uh, uh, slow down the aging process. I'm trying not to say that they help stop things breaking or fix things. I'm not allowed to say that. I'm trying not to say that. But yeah, they're good for overall general well-being and health, and in anti-aging, they're part of your cornerstones. So those, so basically, a lot of people they take a cocktail of resveratrol or terastilbene, mm. uh, or NMN, then NAC or ALA, and that's a very potent cocktail, which is still quite the NAD and NMN, obviously the more expensive, still quite potent. But you would feel that quite quickly. But I can tell you anecdotally that normally when you first take NAD or NMN, you know, if you've taken the full-on dose, like a gram a day. By the, I will give you my example, uh, that I was at the age of, say, mid to late 40s, you know, overworking like most people, you know, self-motivated, overdriven entrepreneur. And uh, then what happened if I would finish work normally late, say 8, 10, whatever it is. And when I finished, I would just want to be horizontal, literally flat out on the sofa. I would probably win prizes for coach, coach potato, you know, a king of the millennia, not even of the year. Very bad. And I found after one week of taking NMN religiously four times a day, so I was taking a gramish a day, and uh, after one week, I went to the gym. Uh, it was three times or four times in a week, four times a week. I was lifting heavy weights. And after three, four, after like the third or fourth time, I thought I said to myself and a few friends, I thought, you know what? This is quite, quite unbelievable. This is pretty good. I haven't felt this energetic or great for ages. And uh, not just that, last time I went to a gym three or four, no, four times a week, I was a student at the age of you know, 18 or 19, 20 at the most. So this is in my, in my you know, almost 50 when, the, when this phenomenon happened. And I, was, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Obviously, there's something to it. And lots of people we speak to, they all say the same, that when they first started taking it, they have a massive rush in energy. So you know it does something. Uh, what it does also if you're a hardworking exec, professional entrepreneur or, or mother or housewife, whatever, it does give you a lot of mental and physical energy. But there's a, there's a warning label that goes along with that, the small print. You'll think you need a lot less sleep because mm. you're not tired at all. You just mm. keep going like the Duracell or the Energizer Bunny. Mm-hmm. And uh, but your body still needs sleep, and it needs mm-hmm. to do a lot of repair work. And NAD and NMN are used in a lot of repair work. We'll talk about it in a second the anti-aging side as well, how they work. So yeah, you you basically find that you instead of sleeping say seven, eight, six hours a night, you end up sleeping three or four, and you think, oh my god, that's brilliant! Wow, I've got so much done. I slept three, four hours. Next morning, you know, you wake up to like four-ish hours, and you maybe went to the bathroom in the afternoon. You think, well, I don't feel going back to bed. Let me crack on with it. And you'll just get on and do so much. This will last a short while until eventually it'll catch up. But what happens, you basically feel very little tiredness because you're giving your mitochondria so much fuel to make more energy that they're, they're, they're working away quite happily until you know you find that there's another bottleneck and there's another bottleneck further up the chain that you then have to clear, which we're always working on. So yeah, you feel those. So you have knack. ALA, the cheap ones, 20, 20, 25 bucks, 
big bottle last you know two to four months each. Uh, resveratrol and its cousin terastilbin. Terastilbin also from the grapes. This time the grape seeds. So, but grapes as well and grape seeds very interesting. You've also heard about how good blueberries are for us and so on as well. Terastilbin also comes from blueberries. Uh, You've probably heard of the expression flavonoids or bioflavonoids, also sometimes called polyphenols, basically. These are different chemicals made by plants. And uh, what I'll, exp I'll give you my theory of aging if your ears aren't bleeding already by now, <laughs> in a little while. But basically, if you look at uh, nature, we, we've evolved. Let's pretend that once we became upright humans, you know, or sorry, upright apes, once we were apes working on two legs, let's pretend that evolution started from there. Miraculously, we were born then. So that's been about four and a half, five million years. Forget the hundred odd million years before that. So that's four and a half, five million years. We spent 99.9% of the time, you know, being hunter gatherers. So most of it is gathering, less of the hunt. So if we ate meat, it would be once a week-ish, maybe a couple of days when the, when the hunters caught something. We didn't have fridges, so there's no storing stuff. So they'd catch it, cook it, eat it. We mostly raw, raw, rare, I'm sure. Not so much well done. But we'd, we'd survive mostly on raw vegetables. Vegetables, fruits, seeds, leaves, herbs, plants. So in these you know, plants, herbs, seeds, whatever, we have seen there's lots of these phytochemicals, these natural chemicals made by plants that we've had in our diet for millions of years, we've grown up on, and they seem to do us wonders. So lots of research and studies around this veritrol, terastilbin, mm -hmm. lots of other flavonoids and polyphenols, and how they're very, very, very good for your health. And they, they talk lots of things about, uh, sorry, go on, Rick. Romy, we have a question just on this topic that's related. I just wanted to ask you this. So for those of us in the audience who uh, may not have access to these types of supplements or whether it's cost or other reasons, is there a correlation between meat consumption and increased energy longevity? Yes. Unfortunately, because I like meat, unfortunately, it's a very negative correlation. Okay. It would be not quite minus one, which is a completely inverse negative correlation, but it won't be far off. So, yeah, we, and there's lots of reasons for this. So we do, you know, everyone out there, we do need certain nutrients from meat. If you're a vegetarian or a vegan, while some aspects, if you do it correctly, are extremely healthy, you can end up being deficient in certain things as well. So, yeah, I know we have the uh, paleo diets and carnivore mm -hmm. diets, and they have some great strengths. But they're not, uh, they're not everything. We still need the phytochemicals. So what, what I can tell you, for example, there was the world's largest study into cancer in China. And it mm -hmm. took, uh, took part over a 10 or 20 year, 10 or 20 year period, basically. And they were looking at uh, cancer rates, uh, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, et cetera, et cetera. And they're tracking uh, from villages to major cities and over generations, uh, for what I remember, it was many hundred million the study. They probably get it as close to everyone, a billion as possible. Huge study. And they basically found that when the areas were not eating meat, i.e. when they were poorer, their health, longevity, and disease occurrence was far lower. Mm. When they started uh, eating, having prosperity and eating meat, the disease went up hugely, including also the dreaded cancer cardiovascular and i can tell you as someone who's tried being vegetarian quite a few times i know manage normally manage one to a couple of months and then it's either the smell of bacon or lamb chops or the thought of a juicy ribeye that's my weakness and that's it it's all over <laughs> you, you're an animal you that's <laughs> it's it's all over but i can tell you so my when i'm purely vegetarian and when i do i try and do it reasonably well uh, my energy levels are through the roof, so I can tell you that a, a couple of a couple of times that uh, once I've been veggie, let's say a month or so, and I, I would feel you know you do feel if you do it properly, if you're like me, fifty, you feel at least you know you feel fifteen years younger, not ten years younger, fifteen. This is without the NADS, NMN, all the other stuff, just something that you can do yourselves. That uh, yeah, my energy will be through the roof. I'd be very young, you know, active, dynamic, physically strong, lifting heavy weights. You feel like, a, you know, you're working like a much younger body, basically. But when I would then have my little breakdown and I'd fall off the wagon, I'd go out for a juicy steak. So I would say to myself, right, I want to be vegetarian. 
once a month I let myself eat red meat, mm-hmm. once a month chicken, once a month fish. I would still have lots of dairy, which is obviously mm-hmm. it is what it is. I just if I have to be a vegetarian, that's the only way I'm gonna survive. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and I could find after eating the red meat, the lamb or, or meat, that the next day I would feel basically slightly ill, mm-hmm. like I had slight flu. And it would last for two-ish days, and third day I start to feel start to feel better, and I noticed this pattern. After it happened three times, I thought, wait, wait, this is the third time I can see a pattern. I've had meat, and I start to feel my energy has gone really low. And I had a friend also who's uh, been doing the same. One day he said the same thing without me having ever mentioned that when he eats meat, he feels ill for a couple of days, and his energy is lower. So mm-hmm. I can see that yes, in terms of energy meat is a you know it's not the best thing for us we do need a few things from which are harder to get from a vegetarian diet like b12 and a few other things but it will slow you down a lot i know we're towards the end of our time here but i just want to make one uh one connection that i hear a lot from nutritionists is that it's most important for each of us to get to know our own body because our own bodies are unique where some people might adapt to meat in a different way than others, whether it's your blood type or whatever things you have going on in your system. There's not really a one size fits all, even though there might be trends that are helpful. Yeah. Um, just wanted to name that. And um, I'm I'm sure your research shows things are similar. Yeah. There are, I mean, there are, there are whole books about the the Mm -hmm. different blood type diets and so forth. And also which areas you're from. So for example, uh, where I'm from, you know, we're supposed to have quite strong gastric acid for cutting through meat, Mm -hmm. other places in the world, less so. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in terms of our biochemistry, so basically my, my understanding of the human body is that everyone's, there are basic rules that our body's supposed to follow in terms of mm-hmm. biochemistry and genetics and so forth. But obviously, they're not followed perfectly. Otherwise, we would never age, we would never mm-hmm. die. We'd all look the same and have perfect health. Yep. So all of our biochemistry is slightly different. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of it is actually dictated by your genetics, your genome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your genome is then mm-hmm. dictated by epigenetic factors. Mm-hmm. So epigenetics, just to touch on quickly, epigenetics is a relatively new branch of science about how your environment Mm-hmm. changes us basically mm-hmm. and we've seen that and it actually changes our genes how our genes ex- express themselves mm-hmm. so in epigenetics it's a study about how to try and switch off the bad genes and switch on the good genes mm-hmm. so we've seen that everyone's biochemistry is very different now so yeah some mm-hmm. people do cope with some people just cannot live on a vegetarian diet they need right. meat in which case i would say try and go for the grass-fed healthier stuff mm-hmm. not the grain-fed cattle grain-fed mm-hmm. cattle there's a big problem there's a big problem in the west is that they're high in omega-3s the grain haven't got any real nutritional value to them mm-hmm. at all they're unnatural mm-hmm. because obviously wheat is synthesized you know genetic synthesis engineered basically and uh yeah organic so grass-fed they have the omega-3s so dave okay. asprey with his bulletproof butter he makes a big noise about having grass-fed butter and he's correct because there's omega-3s and not omega-6s which cause inflammation so okay no meat can be good dairy products can be good but in moderation yeah but loads of studies that show overall if you want to have cancer cardiovascular carry on with what you're doing if you want to be healthier unfortunately because it's boring mm-hmm. we need to live a bit of a boringish lifestyle food wise mm-hmm. Romy, got it. sorry to interrupt you final last 30 seconds yes or no answers if you could quick fire is this stuff addictive just wondering are these products addictive no definitely not <laughs> that's why we cycle also to check yeah right um second question uh, from chandres uh, can it be too late to begin with all the all these products never we have we have quite a few clients in the 80s and i'll just tell you quickly i have i can think of two in particular and uh, they normally message me on every few weeks saying that i can give you a quick anecdote one started when he was around uh, very late 70s or 80 he said uh, i went out thinking i would do a 10k run he's, he's quite fit anyway he said i ended up doing 16k and the only reason i stopped because i thought oh god i've been going too long and uh, i'll be suffering like hell so uh, this is a guy who's we had quite a few in the 80s and we have similar stories and they, he basically said that yeah, I expected that I would be laid out for a week he said two days later I did another 10 or 16 k and I was shocked so yeah not addictive uh, the older you are the more you will feel the, some of the benefits basically because they will go to work where they're really needed and you've had a, a, a shortage for many many years so never too old 
I mean, you can find in longevity, if you look at the investors and most longevity startups and, you know, Peter Diamantis's effort with uh, his old longevity X and so forth, that, yeah, most of those guys, the old money, imagine by the time you made a lot of money, if you make it, it's taken you many years, you're older, you now have money, you don't have time or quality of life. So most of the big investors, normal longevity stuff, are much older folks, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, because they're the ones with the, with the maximum amount of gain as well. Mm-hmm. So, Got it. Got it. Better Excellent. to do something than nothing, always. Excellent. So so we've got it so, so sad that we have to cut you off mm-hmm. and apologies. But I mean, I'm, you know, you've got a wealth of knowledge about this, and, and we've got a. We only scratch the surface. Only yes. scratch the surface. Of course, yeah. I'm going to hand it to, to Rick to um, close the proceedings. Um, but Rick, over to you. Yeah, thank you again, Romy, for your research and your tips. And as Romy has mentioned, we're going to put the show notes into mm-hmm. our speakers page on our website. Go to um, Straight Talk Live, Straight Talk Live, and go to the speakers page. Under Romy, we'll put our notes uh, for some of the recommended protocols and things to check out that are going to help with anti-aging and more vitality, et cetera. So Romy, uh, thank you for that information. And thank My you for pleasure, your complimentary samples for me and F. I appreciate it. <laughs> very well. We like you for it. Um, very, very well. And most indeed. importantly, thank you for helping inform our audience of the latest biohacks and ways that we can all improve our health and well-being. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. I forgot to... Oh, yeah. Did you have where, 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 we, where still, can we find you, Rami? Where yeah. can we I was going you? to. I was going to say... No. Uh, if you have any questions, then you can always... If you just go to our website, it's very easy. BTL dot science so you can see the the yeah the company name in the bio biotech life sciences and then you can just send an email to info at btl dot science and then yeah we can answer all your questions and Mm. we you know unfortunately we're not allowed to to divulge all of our research obviously a lot of it's proprietary but also we're not allowed to talk about disease prevention Mm -hmm. and treatments and cures something that the pharmaceutical side mm-hmm. of the business is working on. But yeah, we will, we will help people out as much as we can. So, so check that out. A, a huge mm-hmm. wealth of information there anyway. Excellent. So please go there to find out more of uh, this information from Romy and his team. And just lastly, next week, we're going to be talking to Milo Jones, author, cybersecurity expert uh, around anticipating strategic surprise. How do we actually predict the next COVID, the next market crash, these large black swans that are in our lives. What if there's actually a way to do that with our organizations and our teams and our leaders? So that's what we're going to dive into next time. And then lastly, a quick reminder, all of our guests are plugged into our Maverick Leaders Program. We're going to get the best of these episodes for you. They're already up there. If you check out straighttalk.live forward slash MLP, you can sign up for this free um, educational service to get to learn more and better yourself in the different ways of what the, our guests and the wisdom of our guests have to offer you in all the di- amazing topics that we explore to become the maverick leader that you are. Okay. Thank you all. Af, any final words? No, thank you very much. Exciting show. Um, I know a lot more about biohacking than I did about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick and I, although we are young, we want to feel younger. And so we're going to go always. down this path. Always, and, always. Uh, we always want to feel younger. And we want to hold on to that for as long as possible, which is actually what we are doing already now. We're definitely Correct. doing that, right. which is good. Excellent. Good stuff. Thank you so right. much. Look after yourselves. Namaste. Yes. Have a good have a good day and uh, see you on the next show. Pleasure. See you next yeah, show. Definitely. All right, Adios. guys.